I picture when you said what uh, I picture like a character from uh, the movie Babs. That's a great movie. Of course, you think that. <laughs> it's it's. Trash, I can see you. I can see you playing in But great I, movie. I can see you playing a role in that. <laughs> Why are you so giggly, bro? <laughs> I don't know. I just woke up from a nap. That's all good. I ain't even gonna hold you. <laughs> you sound like you just woke up from a nap. Is my voice like mad raspy? No, it's not like mad raspy, but you can tell there's something in there that sounds like you just woke up from a nap. No, yeah, it was a great nap. I oh, got drunk earlier, you know. They drinking a quarters. They drinking so much so far. No, like for real. I went to two different uh, brunch spots. Oh shit! <laughs> oh yeah, that's lit then. Day drinking is top three favorite drinking. That is a fact, especially now that we getting older. I can't yep. I can't hang as well as I used to. Yeah, I like to get my drinking started early instead of waiting until ten o'clock to start drinking. I don't like that. Yeah. I'd rather have like day drinking and holiday drinking might be my two favorite drinking. Uh no, that's a fact. Yeah, holiday drinking's last. Especially like holiday drinking when you're like around family you ain't been around in a while or just loved ones period. You in town or something and y'all drinking together and y'all haven't drank together in a while. That's that's top two right there. Oh, that's no for sure. But like when I get around my aunts and my cousins and stuff. Yep. It's a wrap. Hell yeah. <laughs> yep. Drinking with my cousins I ain't been drinking with in a long time. Like that's dope. Holiday drinking and day drinking. Probably my favorite, my two favorite drinking because I mix day drinking in there with uh, like barbecue and pool party, brunches, all of that, happy hour. Yeah, but ain't nothing, ain't nothing like just kicking it with your people in the crib though and knocking back a few glasses of wine or some shots and stuff and just having a nice kickback. Okay, so kickback drinking as well. That's probably number three, number two or three. Yeah, it's probably, probably day drinking, holiday drinking. And kickback drinking are the three best types of drinking. Yeah, you ain't got a whole lot of expectation. You ain't gotta worry about making sure people are straight. Like Yeah, just that kickback drinking when it's about what six or seven of your homies, y'all happen to be at the crib playing games, chilling, talking, conversing. Literally the reason that you created chicken and liquor in the first place. Le- damn, yeah. <laughs> That's legit the reason I <laughs> created. That's where chicken and liquor Saturdays came from, which then turned into chicken and liquor hour, which turned into my conversation nights. Damn. That's legit why. Damn. Did ask me, you Patty and Paul. <laughs> Bro, I tell you, those just random conversation nights you just start drinking is dope as hell. But I will say. I don't love it as much now, but the every blue moon when you go out to the club to turn up and you like really turning up, like that kind of drinking is fun though. But but that's got to be like every blue it's, moon. I was gonna say, but it doesn't hit like when it was when we were like eighteen, nineteen, twenty, yeah, that's even twenty one and stuff. Like now that well, y'all are older, than me. <laughs> but because <laughs> I was gonna say now that we're in our late twenties, and I was like, wait. <laughs> 
But that's all like when you when you get to around that like twenty eight year old age, like twenty seven, mm-hmm. twenty eight through thirty two, thirty three, it's all very similar. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. Because I feel like even when I was like twenty six and yet I guess because I was hanging out with y'all. Probably. <laughs> Probably. You was hanging out with us, you so you felt older. <laughs> <laughs> That probably sound accurate. <laughs> yeah, cause that some of that man, I tell you that uh, that drinking and turning up like in the club, those overpriced drinks, long ass lines, that shit's overrated, yo. I I knew that even though I have like you know how you make more money now because we're all older. Yeah. But I look at the fact that damn. I could buy three drinks, and that's the same price as me buying a whole ass bottle. Uh, hell yeah, nigga! Like, <laughs> hell yeah! Like, you go, you go buy. To be honest, you buy two drinks, and that's the price of a bottle. A lot of times, depending on what you're drinking and what kind of bottle you're getting. But I can get two drinks, and that's probably gonna cost like fourteen dollars for two drinks right there. Like, you can get what I like. And that's to, not even including two. They show way. Oh yeah. So if you get two drinks, that's seven dollars a piece. And if you actually given a tip or something, that's probably like seventeen, eighteen dollars right there just off of two drinks. I can get me a bottle of Jose for eighteen, nineteen dollars. That is very true. And ain't got a tip. Bruh, and ain't got a tip. I sure don't. I do not have a tip with that. <laughs> and I can be in the relaxation of someone's house or kickback or a poo party or something. And you can actually get fucked up off of a fifth versus two drinks. Bruh. Pro- yeah, because they probably... Uh, yeah, two drinks at the club is not like two drinks at your crib. Two drinks at the club, bro, they be watering that down. They put like a shot worth of liquor in there and then the rest is cranberry juice. Hey, I will say this, though. Where I work, our shots are nice. We, we give pretty hefty shots. And that's why I like places like that. Shout out. That's why I miss my <laughs> uh, Mexican restaurants in Florida. Because they didn't mess around on shots or margaritas. Like, they made sure that tequila was nice and sound in those uh, margaritas and tequila shots. Because at my at my bar, we do two-ounce pours. And that don't even sound like a lot. But when people get their shots, they like, I damn. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate places <laughs> like that. Because some of these places, yo, they... Like, your drink is watered down, and then they get mad. And then bartenders get mad if you, like, not really complain about your drink, but just be like, yo, I can't taste the liquor at all. And they want to get mad. Like, bro, I just spent $9 on a fucking shot. (laughs) I better be able to taste some type of liquor in this. Listen, I will hit somebody in the quickness. I mean, I can't. the best thing I can do is give me another shot. And I'll take that. And I'll go ahead and take a second shot. (laughs) I'll go ahead and take a second shot then, because that's some bullshit. Ooh, let me go ahead and fill your listeners in on a secret because I had this cool patty on it. Okay. Uh, just because you ask for a tall does not mean they're going to give you double the liquor. Okay. They're going to give you the same amount of liquor, just more soda or juice or water or whatever you ask to mix it with. Damn. <laughs> that's kind of like that's kind of like, to say a double tall. <laughs> bro, that's kind of like when you uh you at a restaurant and you get like a burger with two sides and you ask for double fries. They don't really give you like double fries. They give you the regular fries and a little bit of fries. Yeah, but, a little bit more. But they're not doubling that shit up for real. That's why you should never ask for double fries. <laughs> Cause they're gonna play you on that shit. You better go ahead and get some fries and some broccoli casserole. 
Yeah, because they definitely they will definitely be like, oh okay, mm-hmm. and then you'll be like, that's like mad cheap, baby girl, baby boy. Yep, <laughs> they just gave you extra coat. Yep, <laughs> bro, that shit's so whack. It's like back in Bowling Green, uh, what was that place called? Overtime with those mm-hmm. those sugary watered down drinks. I could not, I couldn't get into there, especially like they had the uh, the bowl type drinks. I couldn't get those into fish it. bowls because it was vodka, but. Ugh. Vodka. Oh, hell no. Vodka is one drink. Vodka's the devil. Bruh, that's one drink that I'm going to be fine with that I'll never have again the rest of my life. Like I'm totally fine. Vodka and gin. But you know what? There's two kind of people in the world. There's one set of people who think that tequila are the devil, and then there's a, and just makes you hot and strip and you just can't deal. And then there's other people that think vodka is horrible. And I'm definitely in the vodka is horrible group. I don't understand the people who think that tequila is the devil. Tequila is the best thing popping, bruh. They're just weaklings. Bruh. That's all. Because when people talk about, bro, when I drink tequila, I be wilding out. And I'm like, nah, tequila never makes me wild out. Like Hornitos, that's the only one. Hornito. I thought you said it makes you horny, though. I'm like, okay, no. all right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's alcohol, <laughs> though, in general. <laughs> all right. But no, Hornitos is the only tequila that I'm just like, mm. Yeah, I remember you. <laughs> yeah, I remember you and that Hornitos. Every time I look at it, I just think about you throwing up. Listen, that is the only tequila that's ever made me sick, no matter how many shots I've had of every other type of tequila. I don't, that's the I don't think I've had a one. tequila that has actually made me sick, and I appreciate that. That is the only one, and I just took it, sucked it up to it being that brand. Word, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm great. That's why I can't drink vodka because anytime I think of vodka, I think about back in college of me just being sick and throwing up and having headaches, horrible memories. Bruh, it's no good. I've been blackout drunk one too many times. No good memories come with vodka. You know? vodka. <laughs> Tequila is literally the only clear liquor that I fool with. That's the only cool. That's the only clear liquor that I can fool with is tequila. I can't. The last time I had gin, I was doing the Dougie in my underwear on the balcony <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning, just killing it too. Thank God this was back in like 2010, 2000. No, nah, it's yeah, about 2010, 2011. So people didn't have their camera phones out all the damn time. Luckily, because I was... That's because camera phones wasn't hitting like that. They was out, but they sure wasn't hitting. Plus, not <laughs> not everybody had... back. That's back in the day when uh, not everybody had unlimited text and stuff, where picture mail was different than the text. <laughs> and, damn, that's crazy. Yeah, shit didn't <laughs> change, bruh. Like, shit changes so fast now. Shit changes yeah, extremely flip fast. Flip phones were the shit. Bruh. Razors. <laughs> Everybody had a razor. Them things was durable. Or sidekick. Them, hey, them uh, razors were durable though. People was dropping those, getting ran over by cars, and them shits was lasting. <laughs> them shits was lasting. Oh, uh, I didn't introduce my guest. Uh, <laughs> my bad. Ten minutes in. Uh, I want to welcome my homie uh, T Nikki. <laughs> uh, what do we call nipple ring? Uh, Nikki chill. <laughs> you hey no so i put some friends onto your podcast now and they think it's hilarious so they be at work saying nipple ring nikki what's this you need to chill y'all you need to simmer we got nipple ring nikki in the uh building in the chicken and liquor hour uh so what up nipple ring nikki shout out for the culture speaking of which i literally just changed mine today to the ones that you got me 
First of all, y'all, I don't be out here buying people nipple rings, so don't listen to her. But, I have no reason to lie, sir. I'm, no I'm going to edit this part out. I ain't never bought her no nipple rings. I don't know what she talking about. What they look like. I don't even know what you I don't even know which ones you talking about. They're butterflies. Oh, ain't that cute? Your, uh, you know, I love butterflies. With your hippie ass. I love butterflies. With your hippie ass. Hey, but that's hey, that's gonna be my next tattoo probably somewhere. A butterfly. I've been saying since I was like seventeen, I'm getting a butterfly tattoo. Eight tattoos in, and got not one butterfly. And still ain't. This nigga's such one a day. damn hippie. One day. Um. So, how um, how have you been minimizing your fucks lately, nickel ring Nikki? Hmm. That is a great question. Because it's important uh, to minimize your fuck show. Well, I usually rarely give a flying fuck in general. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to. How many fucks a day do you give? Like, how many fucks a day do you probably have to give out? Maximum three. Oh, shout Maybe out. Four. Shout out. Maybe four. Okay. But I mean, it's very rare where I'd like. Usually before three o'clock hit, I'm like, I hate people and I have very little. Faith. Yeah, you don't really like. I mean, I don't like humans, but you really don't like really like humans, though, for the most part. But I, I don't know. Like, I'm very big into like doing yoga and stuff. You do yoga? So, yeah, I'd be at home getting it. And I like hot yoga. Get you your chubby self. I am. I'm trying to. I'm trying to work on the chunk, <laughs> the chunkiness. But give me some night. I also think it helps. I listen to like really soothing and mild tone music. Like you know, I'm really into my like neo soul, R and B, like very very chill vibes. Yes, Janae Aiko. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like both of those things help me out. So a lot. So okay, so that's how you minimize your fucks is you listen <laughs> to some soothing music. You do yoga. You already don't give a fuck anyways. <laughs> so that helps you out a whole lot. That's a fact. Like, I mean, I don't know. I'd be interested. Like, what what do you do? Because I'm intrigued to see what other people do to, like, help. Because I guess I would be including anxiety and all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, I'm a emotional person anyway already. So it takes me a little bit more, but I think I do a really good job for being such a sensitive, emotional type of person. I'll do a really good job not to give a fuck <laughs> and minimizing <laughs> my fucks. Cause I don't know, like that shit is so draining for people to give a fuck about everything. Like it's really draining. So when I'm catching myself giving a fuck about something, I probably shouldn't give a fuck about. I really, I check myself. Like I legit will catch myself. If I'm in traffic and I see my and I feel myself getting angry over something mm-hmm. in traffic, I legit catch myself and I will say out loud, I will chill out. Like, chill out, bro. Why are you why are you wilding out about something that's gonna be over in 30 seconds about someone that you're probably never gonna see again? And if you do see him again, you're not even gonna know it's the same person from traffic. So get over yourself. I legit will say to myself, get your head out your ass, bro. You tripping. And then I'll put on some music that I'm going to enjoy. So music is a big part of it. Um, checking myself. And uh, that's a big part of it as well. And then just, um, I don't know. I think just, I think because I have like 20 million different 
creative outlets. Yeah. That's big for me because, you know, I'm always doing kind of something creative, be it from cooking, which is a creative outlet, to doing this. Which is amazing. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. My cooking is Love amazing. in the kitchen. Well, I mean, yeah, sure. I was about to say, I'm I meant being in the saying. kitchen in general. Well, I'm going to take it either way. She's, <laughs> um, yeah, sure. I'm going to take it, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, cooking is great. Uh, listening to music, doing this podcast, like the trivia games that I make, the shirts that I work on, like even trying to put together like people's birthday events or just put together some kind of game night. Those are creative outlets for me. So those are things that help me not to uh, wild out. And those are things that help me to minimize my fucks because people be wilding out on Twitter, getting so up in arms over social media shit and celebrity gossip and all that. I think me keeping myself occupied by all my creative endeavors helps me not to give a damn about any of that shit. I will not. I will say this, though, not for nothing. I sometimes I wish I was more (laughs) invested in what was going on because half the time I get on social media and stuff. I have no idea what the fuck is going on and what people are mad about. Right. You know, I, but see, (laughs) I don't ever want to be more invested because it's for a generation of people that always claim to mind their own business and they don't care about what they very rarely do. Right. They're always in. They, I feel like a lot of people from our era think that because they're not in other people's business, like that's in their inner circle then that means they're not in people's business. But, like, if you're in a celebrity's business and all of this shit, that's the same thing. You're, like, occupying yourself with some business of somebody that you don't know anything about. And that shit... And that don't give a fuck about you or what, right. what you think. And these niggas really be getting angry, though. They, like, legit be angry and pissed off. And it's wild to me. I don't, I don't have enough fucks to give to this shit when I got a lot going on in my regular life. I got enough bills and stress and anxiety <laughs> and I got to worry about my own health. I got to worry about my family, about my job, about my bills, about my career aspirations. I don't have enough energy to give a fuck about what the fuck is going on with future or with whatever athlete or something like that. It just seems exhausting. Hell, I'd be exhausted doing my own shit, like you said. So, right, add an extra. You know what? That's another one that I didn't even think about until you started talking about it. I have found in my life it's because I used to let stuff stress me out. I can't be more concerned about a situation than the people that are involved. You can't be what? I cannot be more concerned about a situation than the people that are right. Involved. If the people that are involved in that situation don't even really concerned themselves with it right freaking out aren't doing this that and the third but i'm over here in every single way possible i'm like well how how can you not be thinking about a b c d right so on and so forth and they're like i don't know i just i'm kind of just like oh okay right at one point in time that used to really bother me but now i've gotten so far i'm like i guess you'll figure it out right let me know let me know if you need anything that is true because that's just like twitter people like they're more concerned about Future and all his kids and baby mamas than Future is. Like, why do y'all give a shit about what's going that's, on with this nigga and his kids? Like, it's wild. Hey, but that's, that is stressful to think you got like 9, 10, 12 kids. He don't seem stressed <laughs> about it, so why the hell that we out here stressing about it? Like, no, listen, the thought of having one would be like, whoo. No, couldn't, can't be me right now. The thought about having a dog is stressful enough for me. 
So I definitely couldn't handle a kid, bro. Oh my god, that's like, what I'm saying. I don't and see... then you throw another. He got like nine with multiple different. How... Nigga, how do you keep up? You know why? Because he's rich, so it helps him out a whole lot more that he's rich. Cause I don't know he's probably he's, <laughs> he's probably stressed just dealing. He's you gonna be stressed if you're rich and have nine kids. But imagine the stress you have if you broke with nine kids. That shit is stressful as hell. Why you would do that to yourself or anyone else for that matter? But you know, hey, live your best life. That shit seems <laughs> stressful as hell. Like I can't. What, what, what kind of blessings do kids bring upon? Like, like really think about. It. I can't think of any good things that a kid would do to my life right now. Like, what good will come from a kid right now? You know, that is so hilarious. Because I was having that conversation with a person at work. And I was like, I have yet to get to the point where I don't view kids as a burden. Yeah, right. All kids are a burden to me. And I wasn't, and of course, everyone I was talking to had children. And I wasn't trying to say that to be, like, mean or anything. Or, like, diminish their, like, relationship with their children and stuff. But, like, I'm not mentally, emotionally financially I'm physically not to be to have a child and I'm still really selfish in terms that I want to still do things for myself yep you're on a child's time no matter what anyone says bro like... but for the first time I'm truly witnessing this firsthand with like my sister and my brother-in-law and Shout them having today. a kid now <laughs> Like that shit's wild as hell with a kid, and it's dope because I see him, and I'm like really in love with this little boy. Like it's really dope. I'm in love with this kid, and it's just it's he's so precious to see. It's so precious to see something that is living and breathing, but is that small, and that Mm -hmm. really doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, so vulnerable. But everything that we do that you do now is centered around this small living breathing thing and it's crazy it's amazing like i understand like what childbirth means now i understand like the love you can have for something so it's really dope to see and really interesting to see but yet kids are still a fucking burden bro (laughs) (laughs) that shit looks awful and this is the closest I've ever been to it. And I'm like, I thank God that I can go over there and do this uncle shit and then leave and go home I was to just, no kids. And think about how Janae feel. Shit. She, think, she had him in her for nine months prior to him actually coming out. Bruh, that shit look exhausting. And she couldn't do a whole bunch of stuff because... Yes. I mean, me and her talked about it. She couldn't fucking drink a margarita because this little nigga. Yeah. <laughs> After a certain point, she couldn't go flying. They didn't want her, I'm sure, traveling super far. Bruh, women can get and women can get fucking like carpal tunnel just care just from carrying a kid. You can get diabetes Bruh, from carrying a child. You can get back problems. Like you sleep, you <laughs> your sleep is off. Like that's fucking crazy. And then. Even after you have the kid, your sleep's still definitely going to be off because this nigga going to be crying in all kinds of parts of the night and shit. Like, none of this shit looks beautiful. The best part, <laughs> the best part about having a kid is when they graduate from college. Like, that's the best part. <laughs> that's hella far. <laughs> like, you got to wait 22 years, depending on what kind of kid you got. But you got to wait 22 okay. years for them to graduate from college and be and feel proud. Because that shit looks fucking horrible. Like, imagine you've been working all week. You've been working 40 plus hours all week, Monday through Friday. And you get off Friday or whatnot. 
Or, no, you get off Friday, y'all have a chill Friday evening, but Saturday morning, you got to wake up at 7.30 in the morning and take these little motherfuckers to soccer practice or some bullshit. Like, I feel <laughs> I feel sorry that I put my parents through that when I, was in, when I was a kid. Like, they was working 40 plus hours every week. And then I had the nerve to need a ride to, to a basketball game on Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Hey, they did not I mean, feel like by it. the time I was 13, my mama and them was like, here's some, here's some bus money. <laughs> No, I get it. I understand why parents couldn't wait to that you could stay home by yourself, that you could ride somewhere by yourself. I get it. I get it. That shit ain't fair, yo. And think about all these kids now that got Uber and stuff like that. We didn't have Uber. We didn't, nigga, not just growing up, we didn't have it in for most of college. Yeah, that's very true, actually. Bro, when I tell my students, when I'm telling some of my students about how I'm like, yeah, when I was in college, all the way through undergrad, actually, the whole way through college, we didn't have Uber because Bowling Green was still late to get Uber even after it was already out. But I didn't have Uber at all all the way through undergrad because it wasn't a thing because I don't think Uber was a real thing until, what, like 2012, 2013? Yeah, probably. Maybe even 14. Right. And we still didn't yeah, have it I in Bowling Green. It. I was going to say, I don't even remember having that my last like couple of years in Bowling Green, yeah. for real, for real. And, they think, hey, that's and I'm a great old. hustle. That is a great hustle for college students. Hell yeah. Like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> imagine being a 21-year-old college student and you, that's your hustle. You go ahead and just drive Uber or drive Lyft or whatnot. Like, that's dope as hell. But we didn't have that at all. So some of my students be thinking I'm old as hell because I'm like, yeah, I didn't have Uber in college. Oh my God. How old are you? You didn't have Uber through college? I'm like, yo, y'all don't realize how quickly things change now. Like things are updated and change life updates in the well life updates in the same time frame as iPhones now. This shit just be updating every two or three years now. And you're like, damn, we just got into this life. Why are we updating this shit already? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, that's dead ass. Like life updates like an iPhone now. And that's crazy as hell. But yeah, my students think I'm old as shit because I didn't have Uber in college and Uber that was that was foreign to us. Like we had a fire ride or a walk somewhere. And then in Bowling Green, we didn't even have public transportation. They had the shuttle. Okay, nigga. <laughs> they took you to Kroger and Walmart and, Walmart? and the mall. <laughs> well, that's all there was to go to in Bowling Green though. It wasn't nowhere For else. Real. <laughs> Listen, if you can get to Kroger, you can pretty much get anywhere. <laughs> For real though. <laughs> Shoot, actually, if you just took the shuttle that took you to the mall, you was good because Walmart was right there, the movies was right there, you, Target, you, Target was there, all the places in the mall was go there. Restaurants go the other on the other side of the mall. There's Kroger. Yep. Oh, so you were good. If you could get to the mall, you was good. Everything was there. <laughs> Did that? That's crazy. What's that strip called? Oh my God, what's it called? The strip. What strip? That has Scottsville Road. Oh, Scottsboro, they had like a lot of Campbell's, Campbell Lane or... Yes. Campbell... Both of them. Yeah, both of them. What's it called? Campbell Lane, Campbellville Road, Campbell something. Yeah. One, I don't remember. One of them, though. It had Campbell in it. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> it had Campbell. Bro, like, college is fucking crazy, yo. You really out here living like broke as hell and fine with it. Like, it's normal just to be broke. Hey, but I will say this: for us to be so broke, we lived some great. We had a great time. That's also because Bowling Green was cheap as shit. Like I miss those Bowling Green <laughs> rent prices, boy. 
like who rent who you tell rent don't make no sense now i was paying back then i remember that townhouse that two bed yeah. two bedroom two bathroom townhouse with a nice ass back porch big ass kitchen it was a big townhouse and i only paid 495 a month for that that was gorgeous yo now rent prices boy you go like rent prices period like when i first moved to tallahassee my apartment that uh I don't know if you ever saw the two bedroom, two bathroom. Apartment. I saw. I remember when you had the one bedroom, and I remember when you had the two bedroom. Okay, so the two two I had when I first moved there, I was only paying six eighty a month for a two two, and that was a nice ass place sitting off of a lake. It was quiet, like that was a beautiful ass apartment. Two two for six eighty. When right before I left Florida, I was looking up like different rent prices just to see the differences. It was six eighty when I was there in twenty fifteen. When I left this year in twenty nineteen, that shit was like eight forty five or eight forty eight. Which is it? No, 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 no. I'm tripping. It was nine. <laughs> it was nine twenty five. It that rent that rent went from six eighty to nine twenty five, and they didn't even put any like upgrades in it. It was basically the same thing. That's wild, bro. Rent prices are crazy as shit now, yo. I will say this though, like. It took me forever to find a nice apartment because I wanted to get out the West End. I was in the West End for a while. Right. <laughs> right. West End, the best end, though. <laughs> well, shit. Now that I moved to the Highlands, I was talking to Patty about this. My rent is $700 now versus 400 when I was in the West. But how? I don't even fucking understand. I save more money because I live out here. You're closer than I do to out stuff. There. You're closer to stuff now. But too. it's not even that. It's not even that. What is it? My then? utilities are significantly cheaper. Oh, really? For yes, I was paying four hundred dollars a month in just water and electric alone. Damn. And now I'm paying my water's included in my rent, and my electric bill be like sixty five dollars. Damn. <laughs> Shout out. So I'm like, my nigga, I'm saving money. I mean, but no, my rent is higher. So even with that, utilities and you get to be closer to different stuff as well. Like you in a a way better position then, and it's just nicer where you live now too, probably. Oh well, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just way nicer where you are now, which is that's why I couldn't wait to get out the complex I was in. That shit was. They it was so nice at first. And they just started bringing in all kind of niggas in this place. Niggas that was always leaving their trash out outside their door, and then to be leaking down to like my door. And oh uh, no, they'll write us a letter and find us if we do that over here. And see, I had to go into the <clears throat> office and say something to be like, "Yo, like my neighbors, they got trash just sitting out, and the milk is leaking from their garbage, and I got milk expired milk all in front of my door now, was bringing all these damn uh." Bugs and nats and, and shit. Yeah. They, were, they were so tacky and dirty and shit. I hated living around them niggas. It was just trash as hell. Anywho. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, it's okay. You upgraded in living. So it's all right. Yeah, I have because, ugh. That's a shout out to God, yo. That God, I'm telling you, God made sure to move me to where he knew I needed to be. Like, it's cra- It's crazy how you would try to like open up doors for yourself, sabotage yourself, and not even realize. It. Yeah, like you're kind of sabotaging yourself because you are closing all these other doors, the doors that you're meant to go through, but yet 
you continue to just try to force yourself through these doors. And then luckily the universe, whatever y'all believe in God, the universe, I choose to think that it's God working with the universe. And he like makes sure that every other door is closed. Then, then I have to go through his door, which is crazy. Like, I feel like I've really had to go through his door. I was just going to have to stay where I was. And it's really dope to see that because I had all kind of job interviews last summer. I was all over the place. I really thought I was going to be in like Dallas or something or even Nashville or maybe even California. But God made sure to block all that and made sure that I ended up where I was supposed to be. You in in good old ATL. Yeah, and that's I never thought that I would be in Atlanta, to be honest. I always thought that Atlanta would be somewhere that I just visit and like meet people and see friends and stuff but like i'm legit here now and i can tell that it's for a reason even though i'd be frustrated sometimes dealing with this shit dealing with traffic or whatnot because in traffic boy i tell you (laughs) i love that you're in atlanta though you love what that you're in atlanta just for the sole purpose that you're around janae and them and i love the fact that you like are around friends Cause we definitely got a whole bunch of people that we fuck with down there right, in Atlanta. Right. And low key, like it's a lot easier for people to get to Atlanta than Tallahassee. Shit. Uh <laughs> low key. Nigga, not low key. I mean for real. It has, it's significantly easier to, to get say, to Atlanta. High key. That's not low key, nigga. Like <laughs> this is a big difference me having to drive ten hours home compared to now it's about five and a half, six hours. That's a huge difference. And that's with and that's with traffic being pretty bad. Yeah, and I don't have to deal with hurricanes anymore. Yes, because that shit was stressful dealing with that, and then just being far away from all my family and close loved ones. Like that's also different. Like it's yeah, because you close to Paul McKinley was it like three and a half hours? Yep, about three and a half hours closer. A, I'm closer yeah. to Tennessee. Than I was with dealing with Florida and Atlanta. Like I'm even closer. So I mean, I'm yeah. I'm incredibly grateful because it's you. You have your own plan a lot of times, but the universe has their own plans for your life. And as long as you're like open to it, and as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do, the universe will open it up for you. But you gotta be doing what you're supposed to do and be willing to like sacrifice I, and be open. I'm an honest believer that everything happens for a reason. Yeah, I think that everything happens for a reason, but I think that it's like, I feel like sometimes the universe has like three different lanes for us to take, and depending on our actions, then that's the lane that we take. Like, the universe opens up three lanes for us, and depending on, maybe not three, but however many lanes the universe decides they want to open, and depending on our actions and the decisions we make, that's where we'll take, and so... Like when you say like everything happens for a reason, I think there's a reasoning to every lane that we end up taking. And obviously, yeah. obviously, I ain't got no like research to back this up <laughs> or whatnot. I'm just going off of my experiences, and that's how I feel because I don't know. It's just I mean, but you can but you can see that in different people's lives though. Like there's plenty of people that are in the same exact situation, like literal same exact situation but one person chose to go run route another person chose to go another and so on and so forth and you can see how that was either detrimental or beneficial a few years down the line so right because I could totally look back and see I'm like if I never would have got a job in Florida and if I would have just got a job in Bowling Green 
which is what I wanted because I was scared to move away. If I would have got the job in Bowling Green, man, my life would be totally different. Would I be happy? Possibly, but I don't think I would be. Or I don't know if you would be happy as much as complacent. As well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But when you're complacent, you can trick yourself into happiness. So maybe I would feel happy for that, but I wouldn't be as free as I am now. I feel way more free now than I would have been. I know that if I would have stayed in Kentucky and not have kind of been like forced out of Kentucky. I wouldn't be where I am now. I wouldn't have lost the amount of weight that I lost. I wouldn't have found like my creative outlets like I have. I wouldn't have been pushed like I have been pushed over the past six years. Like I would be, I would be so complacent. I would probably be 40 pounds heavier than what I am now. I probably wouldn't have the podcast that I'm doing right now or T-shirts or community service shit that I'm doing. I wouldn't be living in Atlanta right now. I wouldn't have enough. I wouldn't have the type of self-esteem and courage I have in myself to try new endeavors or to talk to different women, to be honest, or just to meet new people. It's crazy. I I wouldn't have as well because I wouldn't have met most of the people that I've met now. Like I would be in such a box and I would probably have which is fine. Have the same friends that I've had for a long time, but I wanted. I'm. I'm I mean, so it's glad. okay to have your same core group of friends. But I'm so but glad I've met new nice people, to, though. Like try us. Like there's certain, even just in monks offering group, there's certain people that you can't do everything with, and you got to be able. To, I don't know. I just have like certain friends for certain things. You gotta. You have to have certain friends for certain things. Like you know, so. Okay, so who are the friends you know? Like, if you want to go turn up, like, really, really turn up, who are those friends? you? If you got four friends, three to four friends you're going to call to really turn up, who are they going to be? Patricia, Reese. Uh, Patricia, Reese. First of all, (laughs) that little, uh, you sound like one of the aliens from that movie Science with Mel Gibson. First of all, I don't even remember that fucking movie. <laughs> See, you look it up, nigga. Them aliens is making that sound, bro. Uh... I mean, yeah, so, like, it, but... it used to be my friend Caitlin, too, but, like, you know, she's been on mommy duty lately. See, See you got to know which one. So, are those the same friends you would hit up? And do you, well, do you have different friends that you're going to hit up if you just want to have a night where you just have conversation and wine? Like, you have those friends, too. It may be the same people as well, but it may be like, other people. It, dep- it depends. Okay, like, so it honestly depends on the vibe that I'm looking for. Like, in all honesty, Reese and Patty are, like, my go-to to do For everything. 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 Like, I can be like, hey, let's go out of town. Hey, let's go hit up this right. uh, random festival. Hey, let's go do this. And they're pretty much like, okay. Right. <laughs> but, like, I have friends, like, I mean, I got a couple of friends that I'm like, okay, well, Let's go see scary movies because not everybody likes scary movies. Patty don't Let's fool go. with scary movies, right? Um, she because she be acting like a little scaredy cat sometimes. Sometimes she likes them. Sometimes she, I don't. I wouldn't say scaredy cat, but I don't know. It's just one of them such. Me and her ain't never seen no scary movies. She ain't never brought nothing scary. To me. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not somebody I would sit down and watch a scary movie marathon with. Because I love some but scary that's movies. Because I've never really heard her like be like, "Ooh, let's go see scary movies." Let's yeah. Do- now I do know she like haunted houses though. Mm. So, but mm. see, I know you like scary. But I know that like 
ice cream, <laughs> scary movies, uh, music, different types of music. Like, I know tequila. I know those certain things that I can involve you in on. Now, that is something that I will say. Like, I find this so funny. Like, my more sensitive friends, not my female friends, let me put this. Like, Patty and my friend Deshelle and stuff like that, they're, like, really big rap heads. Yeah, so, like, Patty is definitely. For rap, I'll go to them. And be like, oh, I've never heard of this person. Or, oh, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, they'll put me on the rap and stuff. But they are not people that I would share my music with. Because nope. I know that they're not really interested in my kind of music. Patty don't be knowing none of that shit that we be sending back and forth half the time. She don't And, don't, and that's not her vibe. That's nope. not a bad thing. That's, no. just, that's just not what she's you into. You have versus friend, my- different friends for different vibes. Versus my friend Mari. Like, we'll be, ba- we'll be jamming to some country music. Right. So it's just, I just know different strokes for different folks. Right. And there's just certain things that I can put people on to and certain people that are like, eh, no. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so what is the, like, what's the vibes or the events or moves that you would hit me up for then? You are definitely that person that I hit up when I find like a good, which is so like alternative yep. slash indie kind of music. Hell yeah! If I find like a good like neo soul, like because I'm I'm really into my like Ari Lennox, Jill Scott, <laughs> yeah, do bag. Like, oh my god, have you listened to the Snow Allegra album? That is definitely hands down might be my album of the year. Album of the year, bro. For me, hmm. I ain't listened to the album. I know she is. I just ain't listened to her album. I forget. I forgot how to mm, the first three letters of his name, but Corday, his album was really good too. Oh, uh, YBN Corday. Yes. Yeah, like that's a. I first of all, I had no clue who this nigga was, and I just stumbled upon his album. But that's some really good hip hop, yo. That's a really good album. That is a really it good rap like album. The, but it's not like the typical popular gangster rap no like hard rap either but i love it. he's got like storytelling in there he's got his feelings in there he's got his life in there he's got some dope beats some clever rhymes like it's just a really it's a really good album that i enjoyed and i was very surprised how much i liked that album though can we talk about that post malone song that i sent you though that i had that was actually fire though who would have thought post malone ozzy osbourne and fucking um, Travis Scott would have never. And he's a dirty looking rapper too. That nigga be looking dirty as hell. <laughs> hey, but that song is amazing. It really is though. It really <laughs> is though. I like Post Malone. Shout out to him because he he can make some pretty good music. That is a fact. Because his album has a few good songs on it. Yeah, he can make some pretty good music though. So shout out to him. It is it is a lot of really good music out. Like uh, Burner Boy. Burner Boy has some really good music as well. As well, I don't think I sent you that. Mm-mm. I know we were talking about the Sir album, not that. Oh, that Sir, y'all listen. Sir is a dope <laughs> R and B album, and that, that's some. It is some really good R and B out right now. And anyone who says that hip hop and R and B is dead and there's nothing good out, you're just lazy and you're on. And because I don't hear nobody ever say hip hop is dead, but oh, they do say oh, I they hear. do say R and B is not like it's not what it used to be, and it's not really anything out there. And I'm like, really? Because I find a new song damn near every right. week. But but you know <laughs> what? Because first of all, I hear people that will say hip hop is dead and there's no good rap music out. 
But the reason why people will say that about that and R&B is because they're lazy. They're they're just listening to whatever's popular. And that's the problem. Like me and you, we'll go out and search for music. We'll go out and listen and go into all the different playlists. And like, I feel like we're, we're also the type of people that... If we're watching TV and a dope song comes on in the background, on a commercial, right? We gonna look it up. We gonna look that shit up, and like, hey, and that's I what just, I do. You remember that one app? Uh, what's it called? Shazam. I, yes, I still have that on my phone because if I'm out, I do and too. I, and I hear a song, I'm like, sorry, hell yeah, pull up Shazam, bro. Like I was at a wedding reception a couple weeks ago, and um the people that was getting married were Jamaican and Haitian, I believe. So they was, and you know, I love like island music. I love yes, like all I love that. Yeah, I love a good song I can wind right. to. So, sure. so they was playing hella, hella music like that at the reception. And I used my Shazam to find a bunch of that music and was downloading that and putting that on my different playlists and stuff. And that's the problem. A lot of people, the ones that say that music is trash, that R&B is whack, hip-hop is trash or whatnot, those people are just lazy and they're not looking up music and stuff. Me and you, we go out and search for good music. Good when we, Me and you, when we find good music, it's like Christmas morning. I swear to God. Bruh. And then, oh, don't let, and then I love when I get on Apple or if I get on Spotify and they give you suggestions. Yep. Oh, if you like this person, you'll like this. And I'm going to check Next it out. I know I came up on five new yep. artists that I didn't even, had never heard of. Yep. It's like being ever. on, uh, it's like being on YouTube. When you watch a video, then it says, you may like this. And then it's like a rabbit. And you click Bruh, it. <laughs> you just keep going for hours now. You're like, damn. Just being a been, rabbit hole. Yep. You down a rabbit hole just listening to all of this. You're like, damn. And that's how I'll be on uh on the Apple Music podcast, like I mean my podcast, the uh, playlist and shit. I'm listening to all this. I'm like, damn, I discovered five or six new artists now. You know what though? Like I never realized how big of an impact music had on my life until one day. Like my, I was talking to somebody and they were like, "You were always bopping," and I was like, "Listen, I have so much going on in my phone. You would never even for real imagine." For real though. And they were like, "Tara, how many songs do you have?" I have over 3,500 songs on my phone. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's Just me. because of everything that I listen to, because you never know. Yep. It's a hot spot of music. Yep. <laughs> That's me. Oh, and um, anybody out there listening, Mac Ayers. Yes. Mac, I think it's Ayers. That's how it's pronounced. Yeah. Mark. I, was like, I thought it was Mark Ayers. No, it's, I know it's Mac because it's M A C. First name. Yes, M- but he does have some good songs. First name M A C. Last name A Y R E S. So I think it's Mac Ayers or Ayers or something. But look him up, people. M A C A Y R E S. He has some good, like, chill vibe. R&B music, yo. It's it, he's really dope. First of all, I think it's a white boy with soul. It so is. any white dude it, with soul like that is. is worth listening to. It's a really dope album. Like it is a real. It's a really dope R&B music out there, y'all. Y'all just not I checking know this for is it. Like totally off topic, but his name just made me really sad. Rest up, Mac Miller, because that was my man's. And Rest in peace, Mac Miller. It was just, just, uh, a just a year. Yeah, so I was about to say. Because you were the first person I said, so I was like, bro, yeah. did you see? You know, I love some Mac Miller. Like, Mac I, Miller. I, he's It popped up on my timeline, and I was like, shut the fuck up. I looked at Patty. I said, Patty G. She's like, no. A whole year already. <laughs> and it sucks because within, like, the same year, basically, 
two rappers that like really meant a lot to me that I really connected to their music both passed away, him and Nip Hustle. Yeah. In the same year, like Mac Miller was one of those rappers. It's not a lot of rappers that I feel like I really connect to and really like where their music. I feel like I grew up with Mac Miller, which makes sense though, because we were the same age. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that same thing too, because I discovered him in undergrad and I felt like I saw the way he like evolved and grew as an artist. Mm-hmm. Like his music really evolved over time and his music was really good. His music was real life and emotional and it was whatever he was going through in real life. Like I truly understand his music. And I love that he has so many different pockets. Like, don't get me wrong, it was all rap, for fucking sure, but he went from being, like, hardcore with Juicy J and then yep. to, like, being able to harmonize and sing with Planet Goddamn With and Ariana Grande. <laughs> oh, listen, I love me some Ariana now, but without him, I wouldn't have not known anything about her. Oh, yeah, that's me, too. Well, without him, our Big Sean, I wouldn't have known anything about her. And, and that's I'm no shade. That that's no shade towards her. But <laughs> I just like without because I know like I I just wouldn't have known anything about her without either one of them. But yeah, like Mac Miller's music, yo, I just really connected to it. And like, and it's crazy. That was the first time that a rapper passed that a person passed away that I've never met. But it really affected me. Like I was low key sad, yo. Like it's the day he it was. The, I can't say that was the first one. Well, Prince broke my heart. No, I mean, just, I mean, <laughs> for me, unfortunately, no shade towards them, no disrespect, but none of that really affected me. No, I feel you. Because, like, when he, it, the crazy thing is that when Mac Miller passed away, the day he passed away, the night before, I was buying tickets to his concert, yo. I, he was going to be in, uh, he was going to be in Orlando, and I had hit my homeboys up, was like, yo, uh, y'all trying to go to the Mac Miller concert? Um, it's in Orlando. I'm gonna come stay at y'all crib or whatnot. And it's like, yeah, come on down. And I was like, shit. And I'm like, if no one else wants to go with me, I will go by myself. And so now that that is very true, right? And so I went and I was buying tickets to the concert and everything. And I watched his um his tiny desk concert, his tiny his tiny desk performance. I mm-hmm. I watched that. Where he did Cinderella and stuff? Was it? Did he? I don't think he did Cinderella though. I thought he did Cinderella. I don't think he did Cinderella. Now, which everybody needs to go look up. Ty Dolla Sign just did a rendition of Cinderella because he was on that song with yeah. Mac Miller, and he did one on Tiny Desk. And uh, I haven't seen that. Oh, you got to look up Ty Dolla Sign on Tiny Desk doing Cinderella. He did it as like a dedication to Mac Miller. And that yeah. shit is beautiful, and it's fucking... That would make me cry. Yo, it's fucking fire. I watched that, like, three times in a row. I was in my feelings and that shit. I ain't even gonna lie. But, but yeah, the night before Mac Miller passed away, man, I was watching his Tiny Desk performance, and I was, like, in my emotions, like, watching that performance is what made me look up to see when he was gonna be in Florida so I can buy some tickets to the concert. And I bought all that shit that night and everything, and then, like, 12 hours later, I'm sitting in a meeting... And my cousin texts me, Will, have you heard Mac Miller passed away? And I ain't believe that at first. I think it was more I didn't want to believe it at first. He did, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was like, shit. Sure, no, like. same. Because I was like, because every time I see something on social media, I'm like, y'all lying. Right. You know how many times they killed off Bill Cosby? Like, chill out. Bruh, they used to kill DMX all the time <laughs> back in the day. 
so I had to actually go to like a reputable website and like actually go to Google and look at like CNN and stuff like that. And I was like, oh but shit. But it was all and over Twitter though. You. Yeah. And it was all over Twitter. That's when I was like, oh shit, this must be real then. Cause it's legit all, it's all on social media. It's on news websites. It's everywhere. And I was just so shook, man. Like that. That was the first thing, like, it really hurt me. That really hurt my feelings. Yeah, it really hurt me. And then I remember I was in a group text with some of my family, and they, like, they wasn't making fun of him passing away, but they was, like, kind of joking and making light of it. And I just had to fall back, because I'm like, yo, this actually meant a lot to me. Like, his albums meant a lot to me, and then even his album Swimming, his very last album. Yes. I understood. Great album. I understood all those emotions, yo. I've been there. It's a lot of escapism in his music, and I've been there where mm-hmm. I just wanted to escape. And where I for have... him to be so young, he has so many projects, Bruh. And I didn't realize he was that young. I thought he was same age as me. I didn't know that he was younger than me, though. He's actually, 26. yeah, I really thought that he was the same age as me. I didn't know that he was only twenty six, and that. That shit's just wild to me, yo. Like, that- but he was like when he first got like really big and like started and stuff. He was only a teenager. Yeah, he was only like seventeen, and he been doing. He was younger than that. <laughs> he was doing his thing for ten years, and that's crazy. Like, that's crazy. So yeah, definitely that. That Mac Miller passing really fucked with me, yo. That really, and I really, and it's crazy because when I look at it, the other two artists that will have a big effect on me if they ever pass away. I mean, there's a, there's several artists that will, from like the big crits and all J Cole's, the Wale's. Yeah, that shit would really fuck with me. But like, Jay Z and Kanye was the first time like a rapper was like really my favorite though. And like Kanye has kind of lost me in these last couple of years. And no, he and been, he been wild. And like I, it's it's low key. I kind of understand it because like you got a lot of like with Kanye. When when he's like actually doing his music and he's rapping and he's talking over a beat, he makes mm-hmm. he makes sense over his music. But when he's just talking and having regular conversation, that nigga don't make no sense whatsoever. <laughs> like that nigga don't need to talk, in, talk bro. Talk. He don't need to talk in public unless it's over music. He never should talk in public unless it's over music, basically. But like 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 Jay Z was my first ever favorite rapper ever. And that's gonna be crazy if he ever passes away. Like, I mean, he's he's going to die. I that's mean, a part yeah. of life. No, well, I mean, obviously, I'm just saying though. <laughs> like, if I'm still it's alive, gonna, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hit. Different. Yeah, if I'm alive when he passes away, that's gonna really hit me. And that's gonna like, and I will truly understand how people felt when like Tupac passed away or when Biggie passed away or just when they're like, I understand how when my mama felt when Michael Jackson passed away. Like, I'll be able to truly understand that. I didn't connect to those people's music like they connected to it, but right. But with Mac Miller and Nipsey, like Nipsey Hussle, that's where I, I really felt like I was inspired by his music so much, and I really felt his music when I was in undergrad. Like he he motivated me. He made me want to work harder. He made me not want to settle or settle, especially not settle for any white people's bullshit. He made me want to, yeah. he made me want to like take hold of my own shit and be a really dope grown. And he made me want to inspire young people and motivate young people. And that's legit. That's low key. Part of the reason why I do a lot of the community shit that I do and why I may like record shit that I do with working out with community shit that I do with being creative. Cause I've understood how, 
you may not realize, but what you're doing inspires other people. Yeah, it impacts other people. Yeah, for sure. Because for me, like I caught the tail end of his life. Yeah. Like I wasn't really big on him because I didn't really know about him until probably about maybe like the last year. Yeah. Or so. I I mean, again, you know, I gotta go to my other. I gotta go to people to put me on the rap. And Patty put me on. Yeah. And it was like rabbit hole going into his old albums and stuff. Yep. But she put me on the hustle and motivate. And ever since then, I was like, oh, shit. Hustle I'm and motivate. Hey, hustle and motivate. I'm here for that it. Will mo- <laughs> hustle and motivate will motivate you. Like, I'm telling you, like, Nip had a whole lot of motivational music. He was low-key a motivational speaker. He really was. Like, you will feel so motivated after listening to his music. And it sucks because it's like they took a real one. Like they took a real, a real one, a genuine one. One, but you know what? We've uh, listen. You know, Patty is like diehard Nipsey, but we also had the conversation of, but he was really out there living the life that he was talking about at one point in time. Yeah. So I mean, I don't get me wrong. I'm not diminishing anyone's feelings or anything like that because I do feel like he was changed and stuff, and he was really trying to do better. But at the same time, you know, your past catch up to you. Yeah, I mean, if that's if that's the kind of life you was living before, and even if you have inspired a lot of people, and you are, mm-hmm. you're a genuine one, you're a real person, and you're really, like, changing a lot of people's lives, there's always going to be, like, you, you live by that type of life, and that's what you talked about in your music. So, unfortunately... It might catch up with you, and it sucks because the great ones die young, and unfortunately, that is very true. And unfortunately, he was one of the great ones that died young, and it it just really sucks that they took a real one from us. Like but it's great that he actually has a legacy, though, and like he's known. For, yep. Yes, like he did stuff in his past or whatever, but that's not what people remember him for. It matter. What matters is did you do did you do more good than bad. Exactly. That's what matters. He definitely left a massive impact. He definitely had people like just wanting better, like you were saying. Yep. He he did more good than he did bad. And I appreciate that. Like that's pretty much what most of us want to live by that when we all die, we hope that we did more good than we did negative when we die. And that's all I can hope for. I just hope that whenever I die, whenever I pass away that I did more good than bad. This is super random, and I'm totally taking you off of our initial topics or whatever. But are you scared of death? Am I scared of death? I think I'm more scared of the way that I could die, but not dying, actually. I don't want to die in some car accident or being shot in the head or suffocating or in a fire. Uh, whatnot. I think most of us all will hope that we die like in our sleep, you know, like peacefully right. in our sleep or whatnot. But I don't think uh, I don't think that I'm scared of death, though. Um, but I, th- I feel like a lot of people are very scared of of death and actually dying. And I just I just kind of look at people and I'm like, it's a part of life, though. Like, yeah, you know, eventually that your time is going to come and you I just, I don't know, this could also be the hippie and the weird person in me, but I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm at peace with it, even though, whether it happens soon or later down the road, and I just, I don't don't know, that was just a random thing, since we have been talking about people dying. Well, that's good that you're at (laughs) peace with it, though, because I don't, I think that's the problem, now, a lot of people aren't at peace with it for a lot of different reasons, I think people 
human nature is to not be at peace with it for several different things. And those reasons are from because they haven't accomplished what they wanted to accomplish um, because they know they've done a lot of wrong and they don't know where their soul is going to lie when they do pass away. It could be either one of those reasons. It could just be where they're like, they haven't made up with the person that they think they should make up with and, and find love but or whatnot. This might sound really bad, but I don't it feel It probably like... will sound bad because I know you. <laughs> no, I don't. I just, it's to give people hope, I guess. I just don't feel like you, even if you don't get to make up or you don't get to say the last thing that you ever want to say to somebody, I guess. I I still feel like you should say it, even if they're not necessarily there in front of you. Because, I don't know, I just feel like people get messages that they need to get. What do you, what mean? So, said, what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm trying like, to try understand. Say, like, like, okay, let's say that, like, I had a friend, and we got into it really bad or whatever, and then, poof, randomly, they pass on. Like, I don't feel like you should hold on to the fact that, like, you guys got into it bad. If this wouldn't have happened, you wouldn't, they wouldn't have been in that situation. You know, like, kind of be- blaming yourself and putting all that pressure and that guilt on yourself when you could just really be like, I'm, I'm really sad. I'm distraught right now. And I just hope that you know that I love you and I didn't mean what was said or that wasn't really how I felt. That wasn't the view that I really had of you. And I just let that go. I think that's easier said than done, though. No, like, I, no I believe it is, but I, I just, I don't know. I mean, if I get into an argument tonight with a loved one, like, when you get into an argument with a loved one, you're not thinking, uh, human nature it is, to not think that they may be dead. Like, you're mad, you're angry, so you're just like, well, I'll talk to them tomorrow. And then what if if they get into a car accident that night and now you're stuck with the last thing y'all ever said was fuck you. No, I hate you. Fuck you. And type of shit or whatnot. So <laughs> like you may leave off with that. So of course, if they pass away, you're like, damn, I wish I could have said something else. And even like when my uncle passed away in 2017, it wasn't like that. We left off on something negative at all. You but, just didn't get to say what what you the last you didn't think that would be the last time, right? Like yeah, like you never think ever that the last time you talk to somebody is the last time you'll talk to them, and so I wish that that you always are gonna wish that I wish that the last time we spoke was on something monumental, something deep. I wish the last time we saw each other was just a celebration of life, and that's not normally gonna happen. So of course someone's gonna wish that their last instance with someone was this, was something special, though. So, I, I, And that's fine, but I just don't feel like... I'm, again, I'm, I'm 100% sure that it's easier said than done for most people. Right. However, I just think, like, you know, don't hold on to that. One, if that person really genuinely loved you and vice versa, they wouldn't want you to be carrying that type of weight or burden. Right. Two, I just feel like that... You're making that's causing you harm. That's making you sick. That's yep. and there's nothing unfortunately, there's nothing that you can do about it. You can't change anything. The only thing you can do is let them know, which I still believe that even though you may not necessarily like have them in front of you and stuff, you can still talk to people that are deceased. I think just like and just like saying, like as if you were talking to God, like you just be like, 
listen, I really wish you were around right now. Is that how you talk to I'm God? Really... Listen. <laughs> God, yo, I'm what's really, up? I listen. really need, uh, I need someone to guide me right now. I'm really in need of, like, trying to figure something out. I need to know if my heart is in the right place or if I'm doing, like, the wrong thing. You know, you know exactly what I'm talking about, Sometimes bro. I I'm talk to God. Whole... Sometimes I talk to God, and I do be like, yo, God, listen, bro. Hey, even, like, even with my mom, like, there's certain things, like, don't get me wrong. I'm adopted, and my mama is my mama. I don't, like, no matter what anyone says. But there's some situations where I, like, really just sit there, and I be talking to my real mama. Right. And, like, she been, I mean, shit, She's been gone for damn near 20 years. Yeah. But I'm just sitting here like, you know, I just really wish like blah, blah, blah or whatever. You know, there's just certain stuff that like you just want to get off your chest and everybody's not going to know. Everybody's not going to be able to understand. And you just be like, well, I mean, talk to you. You ain't going to really give me an answer, but at least I can like, you know, get it off. <laughs> God, <laughs> listen, bro. Um, what up, fam? Hey. Listen, I do talk to when I be talking. I be like, I need. Can you help me? I mean, out? I feel like, like if you've been genuine and God <laughs> made us in His image, I don't see any problem with talking to God like that, yo. Like, I see. So, sometimes I, mean, I sit down, I get down on my knees next to my bed and pray. I be like, God, yo, I'm stressed, bro. What's up? Like, <laughs> I, I really, I I'm mean, coming to you. Like, bro, like, I'm coming to man to man, bro, man to God. <laughs> Man to God, uh, I'm trying, yo. I don't know where I'm messing <laughs> up at. <laughs> I just need you to like walk me through. Listen, just touch my heart. Let Bruh. me know that I'm on the right path. Like, let me like, and and that's how I talk to people. I'm like, yo, let me know if I'm messing up right now, or let me know if I'm on the right path. Either way it goes. If I got to get my head out my ass, tell me right now, God. I don't know if yeah, I'm doing right. It, it, Exactly, and obviously, you know, he's not gonna give you like a verbal <laughs> listen. You just you know, gotta pay attention. He's not gonna come through this guy. I'm pay attention, you out, young brother. <laughs> but how great would that be if God said, "Yo, what's up, young blood? I was listening." Hey, dog, that would freak me out, especially if I was high. Oh my god! Oh shit! No, even if you're not high, you're gonna think that you have. <laughs> Bro, if God, if God that would really freak me the fuck yo, out, if God really came out. What's up, Will? Um, I've been listening for a while now. But, oh shit! What the fuck? <laughs> and then he gonna look at me. Hey, quick he gonna, cussing. He gonna start cussing and stuff. He's like, my bad, my bad. He's like, nah, nah, it's cool. It's, he's cool. Like, it's cool. It's cool. I, I get it. I know I'm freaking you out right now, Will. But look, my nigga. Ew. But my nigga, listen, bro. I'm coming here to tell you some shit. All right, God, God. All right, chill out. I'm, I'm shook right now, God. I'm shook. I'm listening. And I apologize for cussing. I'm just shook right now. But I just, this, I, this was not what I thought it was gonna be. Like, I, I wasn't expecting you to be so chill. He'd be like, "Oh, I've been around." No, nah, it's cool. Like, yeah, like it's cool. It's cool. I know sometimes you might cuss, but I know where your heart lays. I know where your heart lies, brother. I know where your heart lies. Come on, Will. I know. I, I know you, Will. I know you, brother. I've been, I, I've been there. Like, look, I've been there, bro. I know life is stressful. But I got you. That's all I need for him to pop up and say, to be honest. <laughs> Look, just guy, just pop up and be like, yo, I got you. Keep doing what you're doing. I got doing. you. Either say that or be like, Look, man, you you kind of you kind of messing up lately. Get your head get your get your head together. And I'll be like, Oh, okay. Either way, hey, either way, no, I'll be like, God, Thank you. No, but if God like popped up on you and was like, Listen, listen, just listen. <laughs> You've been really fucking up. 
Like I, I didn't think it was possible for you to fuck up this bad. But you've been but... fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, damn, I... was it that bad? Bruh, like, Nigga. I'm gonna look like that uh that meme <laughs> from that black dude from The Wire when he's like sitting around looking like oh <laughs> yes, and he, he shit. His face, like, oh. He's like, damn, <laughs> God just came and put me in my place. I apologize, God. My bad. Yo. <laughs> I really would be like, sure. Yeah. Like, work that out. <laughs> right. I'm going to come back and check on you in 30 days. Right. Hey. If, if I come back in 30 days, it won't be pretty. Bruh. You're right. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm chill. I'm going to get it together. <laughs> Nigga, you know what them 30 days going to look like? <laughs> Boy, them 30 days, I'm clearing some shit up, bro. Oh. <laughs> going to hit you with the, uh, I ain't one of your little friends. Yep. <laughs> God going to pop up. Look, bro, I ain't one of your little friends, yo. You ain't going to lie to me. Get, get your shit together. I done already seen everything. You can't lie bruh, to me. Got, you bruh, can't. that'd be hilarious. God pop up, yo. I ain't one of your little friends. Get your shit together, my nigga. I made you in my image, and you messing my image and up. You, I, I'm not Picasso. Bruh, imagine, bruh, imagine if God popped up and said, yo, I made you in my image, and you messing up my image right now. Get your shit together. I'm going to be <laughs> shook, bruh. I'm going to really get my shit together. Oh my gosh, I'll be weak. Shout out to God, yo. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I'm gonna really get my shit together, bro. Like, uh, that would be, uh, bro, I would be, I'd be dead. Like, I'm just, I'd be in shock for good. Bro, shout out to the awakening, yo. <laughs> shout out to but the that's awakening. All was, that's all I was saying. Like, you know, you gotta let that go. But see, and that's you. Feel like you want to talk to him, just talk. That's to you him. minimizing your fucks again. That's how you minimize your fucks, letting that shit go and be like, "Yo, you you take you take who you are to God as you are." A lot of people think that they gotta put up fronts and be somebody that they're not. Like that's the best way to go to God to being who you are on a daily basis, because God knows who you are. So why pretend to be somebody that you're not? Yeah, I'm just saying, just talk it out. Sometimes, just because just no one is there out. to respond. No, but for real, just because no one is, I might sound crazy, don't give a fuck, <laughs> but <laughs> just because no one is there to respond to you doesn't mean that you can't, it's almost the same concept as, I guess, writing in a diary. Yeah, will. that is true. No one's going to respond to you, and you're doing it just to get something off of your chest. Yeah. But, I mean, you might have seen a few steps. Like, you ain't got to write it down if you, if you feel like you can just talk it out. Talk it out. Talk it out, man. Sometimes maybe maybe some of maybe some people really just need God to pop up and be like, yo, it's me. Get your shit together. You think he's gonna change that all of a sudden? Bruh, I'm just saying it would be dope <laughs> if God popped up in people's lives. Like that's a real confirmation to be like, yo, what the f- what are you doing, bruh? Get your stuff together, fam. You be like I mean, and like, you look you're... you looking like God, is that you? Nigga, it's me. Get your stuff together. <laughs> You're like, all right, my bad, guy, my bad, my bad. I'm gonna get it together. But I mean, listen, those that believe in the faith or have faith or however you say that, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not big on the, the religious tip. But anyway, you're like, I ain't gonna say you're not big on the religious tip. You're not big on the structured telling people what they need to do, judging others tip or whatever. Very, yeah, that's fair enough. I'm very much a spiritual. About to say you're very you much a spiritual person. How you you find it where you need to and what works for you. Because I'm a firm believer. Everything don't work the same way. Right. I'm just...
not big on judging people like this whole cancel culture shit like how people are so quick to bring up someone's past and how they was wrong they should lose their job they should lose this they should just lose everything in their life like we've all done a lot of stupid shit said a lot of stupid shit so I don't feel comfortable telling other people that they should lose whatever they have in their life, especially if it was something in the past. Then if someone is saying a lot of horrible shit today, that's different. But if someone says some shit in their past, I get it. Like, let so let give someone room to grow and evolve to a new person. People don't, but a lot of people in our generation don't believe that that's a thing. They think they are the same person from the day they came out of somebody's vagina. Fuck that, because I've grown up. A, I've grown up a whole lot in the last five years, yo. Hell, I've grown up a whole lot in the last week, my nigga. Like. True, <laughs> I grew up a whole lot in the last twenty minutes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Did I? <laughs> yeah, I, I just I don't feel comfortable with trying to tell somebody they need to lose their whole livelihood. Because of shit they did 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. And some of that shit might sound horrible. But, man, we grew up in a different era. We grew up in an era where it was okay to call people gay. Even if they aren't gay. Like, saying gay as an insult and shit. Like, we grew up saying that type of shit. We grew up using the F word. The, whoa, the, whoa. the maggot. Whoa. What you mean, whoa? We did say that. I used to go in on my brother whenever he used to say that. You did? Well, shout out. But a lot of people said maggot a whole lot <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot, it was kind of normal. And But you know what's crazy? I always viewed that word as just something I never could fuck with. But people said it all the time, so I just went with it. But I, I feel like that's one of them words kind of like, it's okay if I call you my nigga and stuff like that, but I'm gonna feel some type of way if someone of a different ethnicity says it. And I feel like that's one of them words where gay people own that word. If they want to call each other that, that's fine. Right. But however, you don't have the right to that. No, I totally get it. It's just like if someone says, hey, my name is Leroy, and then I hear like their family stops by and all their family calls them Roy. And but they tell me, hey, don't call me Roy. That's only for my family to call me. I can't call you that. Your family calls you Roy, but I can't call you that. That's what your family reserves the right to call you that. So I can't call you maggot or bitch or nigga or any of that shit. Like I just can't. You can call me your bottom bitch because I be calling you bottom bitch. But I know my audience. <laughs> I know my audience. I know I can call you. B-I-T-C-H if I need be and you're not going to trip or flip out but another woman but it's might also, but it also it makes a difference in the context in which it's being used Yeah, let me go ahead and put that disclaimer yeah cause there. I'm not just out here be like fuck joking. you bitch yeah I'm not just you, you ain't never blatantly called me out of my name hell no genuinely meant it. yeah I'm not out here yeah <laughs> I'm not out here just meaning to call you hoe bitch slut cunt whore or anything like that. Helpful. Helpful. Cause you know, whenever I say any of that shit, it's like I'm being I'm being funny. We having a good time. Like we know the context. I'm not gonna call you a bitch out of anger, but like fuck you, bitch. Like that don't even sound like me. I might smack the shit out of you if you ever did. <laughs> Cause they don't even sound like me to say that shit. You might not even slap me first. You're gonna be kind of shocked. Like 
did Will mean to call me that? Like, why the fuck is he I calling would, me that? I would look at you and be like, the fuck you just say? Yeah, you're going to, like. And then if you were bold enough to say it again, then. Right. Yeah, I'd probably say you gonna Like, you're going to give me another chance to be like, <laughs> all right, let me give Will another chance to make sure he didn't really say that. And then I say it again and be like, no, nah, this and nigga see, didn't. And I want you to know, <laughs> that would be a total disclaimer on everybody else's part because of our relationship. If we wasn't friends the way we friends, right? Listen, let somebody random just walk up to me, who? And you already know I got I got a mouth on me. Yeah, a big <laughs> mouth. Off on anybody. A big mouth. <laughs> Shut up! I will hey, Listen, a big mouth, y'all. Sometimes it be like that. A big mouth. And and we'll pop off and and be ready to go behind what I. Think. She got a razor under her tongue, y'all. She from Chattown. <laughs> She from Chi Town. She got a razor under that tongue, niggas. Y'all better watch out. I do not. She used to. <laughs> she got a razor under her tongue and a nose piercing. She will cut your ass. Any chick that got a nose piercing and a razor under her tongue, niggas, she don't play, y'all. Somebody said that to uh-huh. me. What? No, was it when we were at? Was it down there when we were with you? And somebody was like, Tierra, I feel like you threatened to cut somebody. And I was like, I mean. Nigga, that can be anytime because you will cut <laughs> I don't, like, that could be anytime because your ass will cut somebody. <laughs> it just depends on if you actually got a razor with you or not. Because you'll cut somebody at any time. But if you don't have a razor, you won't cut them. But if you do have a razor, you will cut them. You got to chill on this narrative of me. Y'all. It's not a narrative. We just telling a story, <laughs> nigga. She will cut your ass. <laughs> nope. It ain't a narrative. It's an actual oh, story, man. y'all. She will cut your ass. <laughs> she will cut your ass. Her, she got a razor on her tongue. She got a nose piercing. She got a... She's nipple ring. Chill on the nipple <laughs> ring part. She's, nip, she's nipple ring Nikki, y'all. She'll cut your ass. I'm weak right now. That's fucking. And she's probably never had fried okra before. I have. I don't like it. It's slimy. Her Midwest ass, like she don't fuck with anything that's slightly southern. I like fried chicken. Get your ass. That like sometimes. I remember. (laughs) I remember when you had never had a um. What was that? A barbecue. Uh, we went somewhere. You had never had some kind of barbecue chicken sandwich or something. I've had barbecue chicken sandwiches. I don't feel was like it was a catfish that. sandwich? Was it catfish? It was, bro. Oh, it was so a couple funny. of us. We went out and you was like, I've never had this before. <laughs> Why are you giving me the accent? <laughs> <laughs> I never had this before. <laughs> I did add that in there. That's, that's fucked up. I mean, that's not like me. That'd be that best. What, ooh, I, I would definitely hit somebody. Ooh, ooh, what's this? I ain't never had that before. <laughs> I swear it was like some kind of what? What's I'd be like? What's in it? I think it was like a fried fish sandwich, though. I don't know. It was. There's plenty of stuff that I've never had until I moved down here. It was fried fish and some on of us, white I'm bread. I'm grateful that I still. Some things I'm grateful that I never got to experience. I swear it was like fried fish <laughs> on white bread. I don't think you. Had I'll it. never forget the one time that there was some type of festival or something going on in BG, and they had like a a donut sandwich or something. And then they had like fried Oreos and fried. Like I was just like, I don't understand why y'all gotta like y'all just wanna die. First of all, 
donut sandwich, yeah, niggas just be wanting to die. That shit is way too fucking much. Like, I don't fuck with that. Like, but I, was I have this. now, I did have fried Oreos when I was in college, and that shit was fire. Like, I don't understand why you niggas want to fry everything, but See, that's what I'm saying. But one clogged arteries, nigga. But them fried Oreos is fire though, yo. But they will fry everything fried pickles. Like, hey, fried pickles ain't bad. I'd rather have a regular pickle, but. It's still a whole lot, nigga. Quit frying every damn thing. Y'all niggas oh, gonna no. die. The first time I'd ever heard of fried Snickers, I was down here. Fried Snickers? Yes, fried what Snickers. What kind of bullshit? Hey, this your, they, these your people. Nigga, you from Kentucky. <laughs> no, nigga, I'm from Louisville. That's a different okay, thing. I, y'all are annoying. Look, Louisville's in Kentucky. You just want to disrespect Louisville so bad. I do not want to disrespect Louisville. Yes, you do. I just don't understand how y'all are like, oh, I don't like the rest of my state, so well, I can't claim the state. Well, nigga, go to Florida and you'll get it because you go to Florida and South But it's Florida. still Orlando, Florida. It's still Miami, Yeah, Florida, but, they, but they're, the, they're still destined Florida. They're the same way where South Florida does not take in North Florida. Actually, no part of Florida respects North Florida at all. They don't. Who cares? They, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't who, change the fact that y'all are both in Florida. Yeah, but it's a totally different culture, different I weather, that. Don't all get of me that. Wrong. That's that's like saying, "Oh, I'm from New York City. I'm not from New York," because you don't want to associate yourself with Rochester or Buffalo. New or Albany and stuff like no, you're still in fucking New York. But you get what people are saying. Like it's a totally different culture. Like being in Louisville. Yeah, but y'all be like to an extreme. With it, it is not too extreme. You're just it's not to the point where you had to sit here and tell me, whoa, I'm not from Kentucky. I'm from Louisville. It's not an extreme. It's just that you're around a lot of people from Louisville, so you hear it a lot. So it's not an extreme at all. But the rest of Kentucky is not the same as Louisville, though. And I will give you that. I'm not. I'm not taking that away. But at the same time, you can't just be like, "I'm not from Kentucky." Why can't you? Because because you're from Kentucky. But Louisville is literally its own state, bro. Like, no, it's not. Like, <laughs> but it <laughs> literally city, is. It's its own it's state. Its own city. Like you only <laughs> say that because you're around a lot of Louisville people, so you hear it all the time. But it really is true. Louisville is not like the rest of those cities in Kentucky, though. I and I agree because there's a lot of. All right, then, then, no, 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 shut up right there. No, 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 just shut up right there. You agree, so we can move on. No, 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 no. You already said you agree. So move on. No, I'm not. Don't you put. So we're gonna move on. Look, I can literally edit this part out, so it really doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) I can be petty and just edit the part out where it looks like you agree. So you agree. So uh, I out. don't. Well, too I don't. Too light, nigga. You agree. We moving on. I, um. <laughs> so uh, we're coming up to the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming up to the end. I feel like it's been some nice gems and some good shit here and there and all that bullshit. Well, we are. We are. No, oh, I'm sorry. We're an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, we're at eighty-two. We're at eighty-two minutes and eight seconds. What are you doing? What's, what's that clapping noise? What you got going on over there? So nasty. It was me. It was me clapping my shoulder. Sure. <laughs> Trust me, you would hear a lot more if it was something else happening. E. <laughs> a lot more. E. We don't want her. Oh, speaking of things, I know this is totally random, but shout out to my friend Mari. We had our bachelorette party this weekend. Woo-hoo. Did you have sex with someone you didn't know? No. You can tell the truth. I'm. I'm being honest. I, it's that time for me. So. Where was it? It was in Louisville. Oh, shout out. 
you know, people judge me the way I pronounce Louisville here all the damn time. Oh, I remember when y'all used to get in my ass about saying it wrong. And listen to you now. Shout out. I mean, after being around y'all niggas for so long. And shout out. After eating some Indies and being around us, you understand. I have not had Indies in forever. Me neither. I and I want some. But um, anyway, um, I like to end the podcast out on something positive, something energetic, just a nice gym. What kind of positive, inspirational, motivational shit do you have for Ooh, the people? I, I was Ooh, okay. Let me think about it. Let me think about it. Okay, uh... think about it. Well, well, this is something I always say. Comparison is the thief of joy. Like, don't compare yourself to other people or people's other situations because you don't really know what's happening. You don't really know what's going on, and it's taking away from your inner peace. Yes, and we got to minimize those fucks, y'all. Minimize those fucks. Too. Don't compare yourself to someone else. Because it's going to take away your inner peace and inner joy. Yeah. Shout out. And you, and you know you being the best you that you can be. Basically, be the best you you can be. Shout out. Um, this has been another episode of the Chicken and Liquor Hour. I appreciate everybody for listening. I appreciate Nipple Rain Nikki. <laughs> Tierra. <laughs> Like I said, I appreciate. And feel free to follow me. On hold on, nigga. Hold on. Ugh. Hold on, nigga. <laughs> give your give your social media. Go ahead, Nipple Ring Nikki. You should just change it's... your uh. You should change your Twitter name to Nipple Ring. I'm Nikki. not changing anything. To Bro, Ring that would be fire. And I love the fact that I've been T Nikki B for a million years. So spell your uh social media name so they know the uh struggle. <laughs> <laughs> it's T. N-I-C-K-I-B. And that's literally on everything. Twitter, Instagram, wherever you want to find me. That's pretty much where <laughs> so, my name on everything. T Nikki B out here for the culture. Um, but let's make a uh let's make a petition for her to change her name to Nipperine no. Nikki. That would no. be fine. Nipperine Nikki. That would be Nipperine Nikki with the uh, butterfly nipperine. Is that what you said? Yeah. Shout out. But no. Nipperine Nikki, I appreciate you for coming on for the Tierra. culture. Uh, we, we dropped a lot of gems today. Uh, <laughs> what we said, minimize your fucks. Go out there and look for some dope R&B music. Don't just settle for what they're right. offering you. Um, and feel free, you guys, if y'all follow us on either one of us on social media, if y'all know of some dope music that you think we will vibe to, like, yeah. go ahead and add us. Yes, throw that music out there. But most importantly, minimize the fucks, y'all. Shit, life is fucking stressful as it is. Minimize as much fucks as that you can. We can't just be giving out fucks. Like T Nikki B, <laughs> like Nipple Ring Nikki said, we got about three to four fucks to give out. Nothing more. Anything beyond that is just extra pressure and extra stress that you just don't need in your life. Nothing more. Um, I love you guys. I appreciate y'all for listening to you too, the Chicken and Liquor Hour. Y'all be blessed. Y'all be safe. Thank y'all and inspire people. Thank you, T. Nikki B. Thank you, man. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye, niggas. <laughs>